thank you for this morning. We return all the glory back to you. Thank you for putting order and giving us the wisdom to bring order. Now, even as we fellowship with the word again, we ask that you give us an encounter today. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, I expect an encounter from you. Just make your expectation. Lord, address me in this service. Speak to me in the language that we understand. Lift your voice and just tell the Lord, I don't want to return back the way I've come. I'm expecting my word. I'm expecting my word. I'm expecting my word. I'm expecting my word. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Father, thank you. No one shall return empty-handed. I prophesy that no one shall return empty-handed. You will not return back empty-handed. May the Lord meet you at the very point of your needs. Precious Holy Spirit, you make the act of men. Now I ask that you give me access. Give me divine access. Speak to us, Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Come and put those hands together for Jesus. You may please be seated. Glory be to God. Wow. Are you being blessed? This week we started um, Rise to Glory um, in a new dimension. We are now meeting every day in church, 6 to 7. Has been, it has been a fire rise system. It's a fire rise prayer. How many of you have, have been blessed by Rise to Glory? Uh, it's, it's a wonderful time of prayer. So I don't want you to miss the one of tomorrow. Praise God. All right, so I want to quickly show some images. And um, when I show the name, you will tell me what they manufacture. Okay? Now, those of you who are in the first service, uh, don't do expo. They know that you are there already. Okay? So let them also have a great time. Amen. So I want you to look um, at the screen right now. If you are joining, those of you who are joining online too, I want to welcome you. All those who are joining online, you're welcome. We love you. And um, we know that he who has begun a good work in your life will perfect it. So put away every form of distraction, um, anything that can distract you, and um, focus right now. Tell your neighbor it's time to focus. Oh, you don't have a neighbor. I said, tell your neighbor it's time to focus. Now, no, oh, Charlie, are you eating biscuit like that? Is that focus? So you put every distraction aside. We are focusing. Amen. Okay, so let's go into these companies. Give me the first one. I know some of you say, ah, ah. Okay, what is the most popular product in manufacture? Ah? Huh? What is the most popular product? Every one of them, we know they manufacture different things. But we are talking about the most popular thing they manufacture. So what's the most popular thing they manufacture? Coke. All right, let's see whether you got it right. Wow, you did. Clap for yourself. You are very brilliant. Okay, let's go to the next one. Dunlop. Some of us may have forgotten this company. It used to be in Nigeria. All right. What do they manufacture? Tire. Oh, Dunlop slippers. Huh? Because they are called Dunlop, so they should be manufacturing Dunlop slippers. So what do they manufacture? Dunlop slippers or tire? Tire or Dunlop slippers? Oh, you said tire? That's whether you got it right. Answer. Wow. 
Those of you who say tire, put your head together for yourself. Okay. Next. Cadbury. 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 What is it that Cadbury manufactured that is so popular? Ushers, I've said that movement outside during service, ushers, I, I've told you, it's very, very wrong for people to be having meetings and movement. You understand? It's very, so I want somebody to stand by outside ensuring that there is orderliness. Very important. Okay, so Cadbury, what do they manufacture? Bonvita, somebody said Milo. Somebody said chocolate. Somebody said Overton. Okay. What's their most popular product? Huh? Bonvita. Okay. Let's see whether you are right. Wow. Most of you have been drinking Bonvita for a long time. I see you drinking more Bonvita today. <laughs> Next. Wow, this is Dangote. Dangote. What does it manufacture? Sugar, flour, spaghetti. So, which one is the most popular product? Huh? Ah, you are sure? This is a 10 million era question. Think about it. Think about it, 10 millionaire. And if you get it right, I'll tell you how to get a 10 millionaire. So think about it. Final answer. Who wants to be a millionaire? Who wants to be a millionaire? This answer, this question is for 10 millionaire. Who wants to be a millionaire? Okay, let's see whether you got it right. Wow, you got it right. Fine. Oh, clap for yourself. Now tell your neighbor you are owing me 10 million. They said I should come and meet you. So I didn't tell you that I was going to give it to you so you can owe the person on my behalf. Next question. Apple. Apple. Ah, ah, apple. Ah, ah, apple. What do they manufacture? What's your most popular product? Somebody say Android. What's your most popular product? iPhone. Do we get it right? Let's see. Wow. You are changing your phone to an iPhone. Next. Toyota. What do they manufacture? What do they manufacture? No, those of you in the media, are you sure you are in church? What do they manufacture? You are all sure. You are all sure. Are you sure? Car. Okay. Let's see whether you got it right. Wow. This is a 2022 Land Cruiser. You will drive one. Anyone that says you will not drive a car like this, this car, when you enter, you will drop them at their bus stop. These are cars that speak in tongues. When you enter, even the enemy self will change their mind. They will not be your enemy again. Next. Church. Hmm. So what do the church manufacture? What do the church manufacture? They manufacture church members. 
they manufacture babies. Because we do a lot of naming ceremony here. Uh, and during when rainy season comes like that, a lot of people get pregnant. I don't know why. So I know that now it's not time for us to do naming ceremony. But you see from September, October, all the people have been doing in the corner will have shown. Mm. Because of the rain. One day rain, people are, they are running away from church. So what do the church manufacture? So if we go back, see, for the sake of clarity, let's go back to Coca-Cola. Let's go back to Coca-Cola. Okay, so we said Coca-Cola manufactures Coke. The next one, Dunlop manufactures Tyre. The next one, Cabri manufactures Bonvita. The next one, Dangote manufactures what? Cement. You that you are dead, let me say it before you finish. If that thing happens again, uh, uh, those of you who are in the second first service know what I'm talking about. Okay, so then after Dangote, we have what? Apple. They manufacture what? iPhone. Then after iPhone, we have Toyota. They manufacture your car, right? This is somebody's car. Okay. Now, after that, we're not in church. What do the church manufacture? Think about it. This is a $100 question. So at least you can get the $100. Those of you are here, $100 going. What do the church manufacture? Wow. Think about it. Salvation, born again, Holy Ghost fire. <laughs> All right. So should I show you the answer? Should I show you the answer? How many of you say salvation? Let me first see yourself. You said salvation. The church produced salvation because I know a lot of you like $100. Salvation. This one you collect it from me. You collect this $100 from me. I will tell you when. So salvation, how many of you said? Salvation. Even those who have not said it before, we can't really know that you will collect the money from me now. <laughs> okay. Well, Let's look at the answer. Give us the answer. Wow. Disciples of Jesus. This is what we produce in church. Disciples of Jesus. We make disciples for Jesus. Now, if this, every, com every um, company have their logo. You saw the logo of Coca-Cola. You saw the one of Dan Gote. You saw the one of um, Dunlop. You saw the one of Apple. What is the symbol of discipleship for the church? What is the symbol of discipleship? If we are to communicate discipleship using illustration or a logo, what are we going to use to communicate? Somebody said cross. Yeah, but not cross. Not cross. Who else can help me? What can you? I want to think. That's what I'm. Sheep. Okay, somebody says sheep. Somebody say evangelism. So which logo are we going to use to communicate evangelism? Do you know that some people are checking the answer on Google? I see people holding their phone and tell what is the symbol of discipleship. They know, I'm not saying Anita or anybody. I've not mentioned anybody. Name, but I'm, I'm only saying that I, it seems that some people, I don't like mentioning people's name. You know that, I, if not. Okay, so let's quickly go. What is the symbol for discipleship? For disciples? Give it to me. 
This is the symbol. What does it mean? You are seeing the before and the after. You saw that the diamond in its unrefined state is not shining. You realize that it's not shining? It's not shining. But by the time they walk on the diamond finish, it begins to shine. Another illustration we can use to, um, another thing we can use to demonstrate this um, transformation stages is this. This is a, this is a butterfly, but it starts by appearing as a caterpillar. You even think that it's just a worm moving, but it has the potential to become a butterfly and fly. So you can see that when you look at the first stage of the butterfly and the final stage, they don't look alike. In the first stage, there is no wing. In the first stage, there is nothing that looks like butterfly. Even it's not beautiful. But in the final stage, it appears to be beautiful. It can fly. This is what it, the church stands for. Amen. You see, the church of Jesus Christ is the place where people come as they are. But they are transformed to becoming what God wants them to be. So, it doesn't matter who the person may be. It doesn't matter even your mistake. It doesn't matter what you have done in the past. Maybe you have committed a number of abortions. Maybe you, you, are, you, are, you have PhD in fornication. Or you have degree in uh, adultery. Maybe you, you, have, you are even a capon in a cult. Regardless of who you are, when you come into Jesus, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, old things are what? Passed away. Behold, all things have become new. This is what Jesus does for us. This is what the gospel is. This is why we have the church of Jesus Christ in existence. Put your hands together for Jesus. Now, to prove this, I would like to show you a video. This is the video of one of our brothers in church. All right. I pray that as you hear his testimony, you will be encouraged. All right. You will also be encouraged. Also, you'll be encouraged. And can I have him around? Please, Osha, please. I think he's with the children or something. Okay. So let's watch this video as we hear his testimony. Can we have sound, please? Hi, everyone. My name is Ayomide Samuel. I'm here to testify to the goodness of God. I was, um, let me use bad boy before I take drinks, smokes, you know, other stops. Then on this fateful day, we went to the hotel. Then took, take, took some drink, we added drug to it and shake it together. And after I took the door, I started misbehaving, I started misbehaving. All of a sudden, I kept hearing the voice that said, go to the church, go to the house of God, go to the house of God. This was around 2 a.m. Then I stood up, maneuvered the security. I met some vigilantes on the road. They were trying to stop me. I ran and fortunately I found my way to the church. I met the pastor. He prayed for me, interceded for me, and he took me home that night. 
after this, you know, God has saved my life. Now I'm back into the church and I'm doing the work of God. I'm in the choir now. I lead the worship team. And because Jesus has saved me, I believe also that he can save you too. Let's put our heads together as we welcome brother A.Y. to come and tell us. Oh, put your hand together for brother A.Y. Brother A.Y., was that really you? All right. No, let, please, can you give him a um, um, sound so that we can hear him, please? Yes, sir. It was you? It was me, sir. All right. So you used to mix drugs with drinks? Yes, sir. Wow. Very powerful. Very powerful. <laughs> so you miss the drugs? Yes, sir. So what happened when you miss the drugs? Oh, we do that almost every, every day. So when we make the Almost drug, every day? Yeah, we buy a pack of drugs. There's this, is it five or four something? We Don't mention the, that so okay. that somebody will not have an idea. <laughs> so we buy the drug full pack and we cut everything and we put it at times inside Olandia, at times inside Fafa Life. Then we shake it together. Wow. Then when we take the drug, we are on the, some people used to call it, we are with the most eye. We are the most eye. <laughs> what do you mean by most eye? Is it because... Yeah, we are like, we get eyes. So people used to, you know, they're always happy because of the feeling. The feeling is wow. another thing entirely. Wow. You feel as if everybody's small to you. I like the boss. Okay, you, okay. you feel people. So it's so somebody like me that is not tall already. <laughs> so I will feel smaller. <laughs> yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. Is it not amazing what Jesus can do? Yes, this is the person leading worship in church today. All right. That day, can you recall what really happened? No, what really happened that day is that I was actually at home. Then one of my friends came to meet me and told me, okay, ah, I'm taking one of my babes to the hotel. I said, okay, ah, will you not follow me and let's go and, you know, as usual. So I said, okay, let's go. Then I dressed up and we went. Then I took one of my friends along. So when we got there, we bought some drugs on the road. Although, no, we used to call for people that we used to call them. Ah, I forgot. We used to call them one name. They used to bring load for us load mixed drugs and other stuff. So we called the guy, the guy because the drug, and we put the drug in the drink. They mix it together. So because the drug was so sweet and the drink was sweet, you know, as a normal guy, and I put it together, it was sweet, ah. So this thing used to feel like this. Then I drink more and more. When it was almost finished, the drug used to store beneath. So I shake the last one, I even drank the last part. Wow. So after then, I started misbehaving, as well as I've said before, I started misbehaving. Then when I started misbehaving, I was not feeling comfortable, but I just kept hearing the voice that says, go to the house of God, go to the house of God, go to the house of God. Now, do you know why God did not tell him, go to the police station or go to the restaurant? This was around 1 a.m., 1, 2 a.m. in the night, in the morning. The Lord, the voice, even though it was now I, but somehow in him, was not recommending even his house for him go home. Because, you see, the church is God's establishment to change people's lives. So even in this state, he kept hearing what? Go to where? Meanwhile, before then, when was the last time you were in church? Oh, I was like, I don't, I always come to church once in a while. Once I come, once I see there, once we want to close <laughs> Like one month or two months, I've not been to church. So this time around in his life, for about two months plus, he has not been to church. But the day came when it was so high 
And the voice still said to him, Go to the house of God. The Bible says, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go where? To the house of God. Oh, what then happened when you got to church? When I got to church, when I got to church, yeah, I flew the gate, you know, I maneuvered. You flew the gate? Yeah, I flew the gate. Even in the hotel when I wanted to leave the place, I entered under the gutter of the estate. Because they didn't want you to go? No, no the gate was locked. So I saw the gate was locked. Then I entered under. The thing was so... The because the day he came much. around this 2 a.m., he was already bleeding. Because I think where he squeezed himself to pass, you understand? So there was dirtiness from the water of the gutter. And then he was already also bleeding from the effects. But he didn't know all this. Yes. So, and the vigilantes saw me. They said, around that, that time, there, were, there was armed robbery that happened in the area. So, the vigilant, the security was very tight. So, I, I'm seeing them by the way. I greeted some of them. They didn't answer me. But all of a sudden, one of them, they just, they just started pursuing me. I ran from this. Why did they, why did they pursue you? They were pursuing because I look, because of my, my the way I look. How did you enter? Did I, they open the gate for you? No, I I bent under this gate of this street. So you also passed another under, under the gate. Then when I got to the estate, I, when I got here, you know when you had gone, I said everything is smart to you. <laughs> so when I got here, I saw the gate. The gate was locked. And I look at the fence. It looked very short. I said, eh. <laughs> so you know what I did? I flew the fence. I you jumped over the, the fence. I jumped over the fence okay. and I entered the compound. Wow. And we put our hand together for what Jesus has done. Oh, is this how to celebrate? No, if you are not happy about such a testimony, I don't know what else you will be happy about. Thank you. You has begun a good work with perfect it in your life in Jesus' name. One more time, can we say thank you to Jesus? You see, this is what the church is all about. That is why as a church, we will not criticize anyone. In fact, this day, one of the miracles that happened that day was that when he came and jumped the, um, the fence and entered the compound, number one, the day before, arm robber came to this area. So the security people were thinking they would come again. So you know already they were prepared. So they were really after him. They were, and me, for whatever reason also, I did not even lock the door behind. So by the time he entered my office, he just pushed the door open. And he was almost half naked. This was around 2 a.m. We had to take him to his house that night and pray for him, settle him down, and the rest. Today, you could see why the devil was after his life. Because the devil knows that he's a major power and anointed person in the hand of God. The devil knows that God is going to use him. Maybe you two you are like that. Maybe this is your story today. I'm telling you, God ordered your step into the church. Not for us to condemn you. Not for us to judge you for the mistakes you have made. Not for us to do anything, but to love you and help you to grow and become a strong Christian. Can I you say it will happen in Jesus' name? Now, today I just want to quickly share something in the next few minutes on why we must then win souls for God. Why we must win souls. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 to 19 says, And all things are of God, who had reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and had given us the ministry of reconciliation. To weave that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and had committed unto us, he had committed unto you and I 
what? The ministry of reconciliation. He had committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Reconciliation means to make an enemy become friend. Reconciliation means to settle matter between two warring factions. So two people are fighting. You, you then come and you make peace. Usher, please, don't disturb, please. Very poor. Okay, so to make, you then settle intermediate, um, in between these two people, you then settle this one. You know, when we were small, we used to do something. Say, now, this is friend. This is fight. I don't know whether you did that too. Then you now go to the person. All right? I say, this is friend. This is friendship. This is fighting. Which one do you choose? Then the person will choose friend. Then you go to the other one. This is friendship. This is fighting. Which one do you choose? That one too will choose friend. If he's still not tired, he will choose fight. But when he choose friend, then you, the reconciler, will then go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, talk to yourself now. Talk to yourself. Talk to yourself. And they will begin to talk to themselves and they will become friendly. What you have just done is that you have actually done reconciliation. The Bible says that anyone that is a sinner is an enemy of God. But when God saved you, when God saved you, when God saved you, it, the same day you are saved, he commits into your hand the word of reconciliation. This is what we then read when the Bible says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. In fact, how did the Bible say it in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18? Matthew 28, verse 18. Matthew 28, give me NKJV, please. Verse 18 said, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Verse 19. Because the goal, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now, let me share something with you. Do you know that today's Christians have so much backslidden that most Christians have not baptized anybody before in their life? How many of you have done water baptism for somebody before? Nobody. Do you know why? Because somehow, most of us have been made to think that it's only the pastor that should baptize. How many of you have prayed for someone to receive the Holy Ghost baptism before? Nobody. One person. One person. So 99% of those who are here have not witnessed to somebody, make the, baptize the person in water, or pray for somebody to receive the Holy Ghost baptism. What does that mean? It tells us that we are not fulfilling our mandate as children of God. You see, we should not become a church or a people who think that all the responsibility of the gospel is on God. He said unto them, go and make disciples. Go and make disciples. So disciples is that make somebody follow Jesus. Make somebody a friend of Jesus. Make somebody... A lover of Jesus. To make disciple means that to make somebody a worshiper of Jesus. Say with me, I will make disciples. Now, why must we win souls? Number one, I've said in first service, is an expression of our love for God. But number two is where I want to start from here. It means it because it brings joy to God. Say with me, it brings joy to God. 
Say it loud. It brings joy to God. Luke chapter 15 verse 10. Luke 15 verse 10. Even so, I tell you, there is joy among the present Amplified Bible Classic. Even so, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one especially wicked person who repents, changes his mind for the better, utterly amending his ways with abhorrence of his past sins. Now, why must you bring joy to God? Listen. If you don't bring joy to God, it cannot make things happen in your life. There's a saying that used to say that when you make God happy, it makes things happen. Most Christians today come to God fast. They pray. They go to mountain. They come down to mountain. They do everything. But they are not seeing God answering their prayer. Well, it's because, you see, as long as you are living for yourself, you are outside of the will of God. Let me show you something with you. In the book of Acts chapter 1, from verse 12 thereabout, the Bible says that, and they were in one accord in one place. Verse 14. They continued with one accord in prayer. Supplication with the women and Mary mother. But do you know that even though they were continuing in prayer, right, nothing really happened. Because they were only praying. They were not witnessing for Jesus. You will not hear that somebody bought a car. You did not hear that somebody built a house. Acts chapter 1. You did not hear that somebody got a visa. Miracle signs and wonders ceased in that church. They were only coming, praying like prophet of Baal. But nothing happened. Why? They were only praying. They were not witnessing. In Acts chapter 2, something then changed. The Bible says in verse 3 and 4, that the Holy Ghost came upon them. And when the Holy Ghost came upon them, Peter then stood up. He realized that this is not time to be praying. So what did he do? He began to preach. Now look at what happened. They were praying in Acts chapter 1. Nothing happened. Now, they prayed this time around, but they began to witness. In somewhere in verse, 30, um, verse 41, the Bible said that, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day were added to, the, to them about 3,000 souls. 3,000 souls. So this church became busy now. Because 3,000 people have now given their life to Christ. So you see them now, everybody distributing names. Oh yeah, um, Agape Chapel. You go and follow up these people. Follow up 500. You, um, First Love, follow up 200. Okay, uh, you, Glory Chapel, follow up 300. They were busy because there were 120 of them. 120 people. God gave them 3,000 souls. Now let's divide 3,000 by 120. What do you get? Mathematicians. You can use your calculator for me, please. 3,000 souls by 120. What do you get? Very fast answers, please. What do we get? 3,000 divided by 120. What do you get? 25. That means every member was supposed to follow up 25 souls. <laughs> because there were 120 of them. And 3,000 people gave their life to Christ. So you can imagine you waking up in the morning or Monday to Friday. Going to the visit about 25 souls, helping them to know God, helping them to come to Jesus. No, they were really, really because even if you visit 5555 five, five, five by day, by Friday you will have finished. If you visit 222 by day, you can't finish that week. So that means that from Monday to Saturday, this church became busy for God. Not busy for talking, not busy for chatting, busy with these 3,000 souls. 
Now, look at what then happened. Verse 41. Okay, we, we are in verse 41 already. Verse 43. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the men, as every man had need. What Do you see the difference between Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 2? God began to meet their needs in Acts chapter 2. That need was not met until souls were being saved and won. If there are stubborn needs in your life, there are things you are believing God for, to do, but you are, He's not doing. Check your soul winning life. Check your soul winning life. Are you busy winning souls or you are busy for yourself? Because see, the moment they had 3,000, everyone had 25 combat, the Bible says all their needs began to be met. I see God meeting your needs. Amen. I said, I see God meeting your needs. Lift up your eyes. I said, my God will meet my needs. As I, as I win souls for him. Things began to happen. In fact, they began to see money. The Bible says in verse, um, verse 45, and sold their possessions and goods and parted to them. People were beginning to sell their houses. This was where you now heard the story of Ananias and Sapphira. By chapter 6, the need was so much met, were so much met, that they had to put people in charge of managing the finances of the church. Listen to me, child of God. You want to be prosperous. You want, to, you want financial breakthrough. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all other things shall be what? Added to you. You cannot separate doing the will of God from being blessed. As a church, that's why you see that this year, we began to restructure our classes. Because we know that the only way we can be blessed is if we have a structure where people are growing to become more like Jesus. So it's not for people to come every Sunday, clap their hands, go back to work, do other things. No, they must know Jesus. They must love Jesus. Their life must be better. Amen, somebody. Why many people don't win souls? Why many people don't win souls? Number one, lack of a sacrificial heart for God. Lack of a sacrificial heart for God. Why many people don't win souls? Lack of a sacrificial heart for God. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And you will be witnesses, witnesses telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, and in Samaria. Post that. You will have heard people say that, oh, Jerusalem was their base. Where they used to stay. So God wants us to start evangelism from our base. Starting evangelism from your base is not the first thing. Jerusalem is not their base. Let me tell you what happened. If you read Acts chapter 1, verse 11, when the angel appeared to them, Acts 1, verse 11, said, which also said, ye men of Jerusalem, is that what he said? Ye men of Jerusalem, is that what he said? What did he say? Please check. Men of what? It's like saying, are ah, you Igbo men? And they were all in Lagos. Now, let me tell you what happened. They only went to Jerusalem for Passover because Jerusalem is where the temple was. Their clothes, their houses, their belongings, everything was in Galilee because that's where they grew up from. But Jesus said, you see, now that you have received the power of God, 
you go and the witnesses unto me, not in Galilee, but in Jerusalem, in Samaria. In other words, when you give your life to Christ, no more going back. The problem with most of us is that when we give our life to Christ, we want to still live like Galileans. We want to do the thing that pleases us. We want to do, we want to, we want to come and pray when it's convenient for you. Listen to me. If you want to pray when it's convenient for you, that, that day, that day will never come. Prayer is not something you do because it's convenient. If you are waiting till the day when you sleep and wake up and you love to study your Bible, ah, it will never come. You have to sacrifice to be with God. So he said, be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem. In Jerusalem. Jerusalem is the place where Jesus died. Good Friday is coming next week Friday. Jerusalem represents the place of sacrifice. So what was he telling them? If you want God to use you, you must be ready to sacrifice for God. Sacrifice of your time. Sacrifice of your money. Sacrifice of your intelligence. Sacrifice of your energy. To serve God investively, you must be a Jerusalem Christian. If you want to be a Galilee Christian, so now I'm born again, you know. Um, um, so uh, uh, you are thinking of uh, your whether your wife would agree. Thank God if your wife agrees, your husband agrees. Thank God for your see. But there is nobody who wants to serve God who will not want to sacrifice. God has called us to preach from Jerusalem, not from Galilee. So you have to sacrifice. The reason why some of us have never preached to somebody this year, you know that you could have, but it's because you are not ready to sacrifice your time. We are busy with other things. When our work, you will never miss work one day. But you can't count some of us how many times we have missed evangelistic meeting. In fact, do you know that evangelistic meeting sometimes is one of the least attended meeting. People will attend deliverance service where they can be delivered to get money than to attend evangelism. Why? Because they don't believe that God blesses people who serve Him. I've come to tell you today: seek first the kingdom and His righteousness. And all other things shall be what? Shout it loud. Shall be what? Shout it loud. Shall be what? Hallelujah. Now, keys to effective soul winning. If you want to begin to transform people's life to win souls, I will give you one key today. You must have eternity in view. You must have eternity in view. This is what I call live to live. Live to live. The Bible says, teach us to number our days so that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. You cannot escape if you refuse to witness to the people you witness to. Um, during the, I think yesterday, Lady P was telling me that um, this singer that sang, you are the living God. Am I right? Is that on the one I hear that she has gone to be with the Lord. But do you know that the reason why most of us know that woman today is because she released that album. Imagine she felt, oh, I'm just 42 years old. I still have plenty years ahead of me. All this serving God, serving God, serving God is a waste of time. Let me enjoy my life. Not knowing that for her, it's just 42 years. We, all of us will live long in the name of Jesus. Amen. But you see, there are those who did not reach 70. It's not because they are sitting now. God knows what he's doing in his wisdom sometimes. Not sometimes, all the time. The lesson I want us to learn from that woman, what if you are the one? Some of you now, 
The song that God has given to you is just stored on your phone. You are still waiting for one special day you see fire and thunder to release the song. Some of us now, the things that God has committed to our hand to do, we have started procrastinating. Started procrastinating. So I, I'm so happy, sir, when I saw the way you are joining the acquired bomb to, to realize. But it should go beyond acquired bomb dancing. Because God has been gracious to you, sir. You remember the last time you were very sick? You too, you know that it was almost time off. You, you, you were feeling it already as if your body, your spirit was to come. And you know, you told. I remember that night, it just, I, I was just, when it, it occurred to me that he must go to the hospital now. He must go to the hospital. That night, it was a game changer. For you see, now, that season of your life has gone, sir. But the question is, how are you saying thank you? You see, whenever God delivers us on something, the devil, do you know what he does? Sometimes he blesses you so that you can forget God. Not every blessing is from God. There are some blessings in life that the aim of that blessing is just for you to forget God. And most times, you even see people giving, thanksgiving for such blessing. But they are not thinking, before I got this job, I used to, I used to be a very strong Christian. Before I got this contract, I used to be a strong Christian. Now, I am now getting a job. No more prayer. No more this. No more that. You see, the devil knows that people can resist fornication, but it's very hard for them to resist the love of money. They, uh, see, the, the worst temptation is not the devil coming to tempt you with a woman. The worst temptation is when the devil tempts you with blessing. What did he tempt Jesus with? Blessing. Blessing of food. Blessing of um, promotion. Blessing of... Uh, he did not tempt Jesus with bad things. So, those of you who think that the devil only tempts people with bad things, you have been scammed. A lot of time, he tempts children of God with good things. Why? Because he knows that they carry blessing, 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 blessing mentality. They don't, when they see blessing, they forget God. Any blessing that takes you away from God is a setup from the devil. It's a setup from the devil. And let me now say this. You cannot escape. There's a story in Luke chapter 9. I want to read Luke chapter 19, sorry. Luke chapter 19. There are the story of um, two men. One was called the rich man and the other one was called Lazarus. The Bible said that Lazarus was very poor. Was very guinea. Also eh? guinea. Poor. Also poor. Was very poor. So, Luke 19, give me some, somewhere in verse 16. Verse 16. Luke 19, give me verse 16. The Bible says that this man called Lazarus, even though he was very poor, he goes to the house of a man called the rich man. Verse 19. Said there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine lining and feared sumptuously. Verse 20. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores. Verse 21. And desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dust came and licked his sore. Verse 22. And it came to pass that the beggar died and he was carried by the angels into Abraham's world. He went to heaven. Verse 23. And, and also the rich man also died. Verse 22. And was buried. But verse 23. And in hell he lifted up his eyes. Being in torment, seeth Abraham afar off, 
and Lazarus in his bosom. So do you know what's happening now? Lazarus has gone to heaven. So in heaven, Lazarus has said, hey, oh yeah, well, oh yeah, well. He was, he was enjoying. Lazarus was taking cappuccino. Do you know cappuccino? He was taking, what are those fine, fine drinks we take? Five alive and he was enjoying himself in heaven. Because finally, as a poor man, he has made heaven. He had seen things he has not seen before. As he was about to carry the turkey in his mouth, he heard a voice. Lazarus! Oh, Abraham, please, that man, that man, please, please, tell him to come and serve me in hell. Tell him to come and serve me in hell. And Abraham was like, why do you say so? Do you know the problem why Lazarus was hearing the voice and other people were not hearing the voice in hell? Because Lazarus only goes to the house of this man to beg for food. He only goes to the house of this man to get money. Lazarus only goes to the house of this man to get his needs met. Lazarus never preached to this man. So this man died in hell and the scripture had to be fulfilled. I will read that scripture for you. You see, some of you have friends you left in your house. They, you have friends who are totally worldly today, but you are trying to please them. You don't want to sin. You don't want them to call you fanatic. Some of you have bosses who you know that the man is an unbeliever. But you see, you don't care now because they are paying you salary. But let me say, if anybody dies around you and you go to heaven and the person goes to hell, the Bible says that the blood of that person will be required. Such Christians will not have rest in hell. Let me show you. Ezekiel chapter 13. Ezekiel chapter 3. Verse 17. Ezekiel 3, 17. Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word of my mouth. So some of you, you are the only born again in your family. There is a reason why God made you a born again. Some of you, in your working place, you are the only Christian there. In your house, you are the only person that goes to church. There is a reason God has made you the watchman for that family. He has made you the watchman in that office. He has made you the watchman in that marketplace. Some of you, you go there to the market every day to sell. You have never organized fellowship. And yet, people are rather exchanging number for juju. People have problems. Somebody are eager to take them to one baba house. You are not eager to take them to Jesus' place. Right. So what happened? It says, verse 18. When I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die. And thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way, to save his life. The same wicked man shall die in his iniquity. But his blood, his blood will I require from your hand. Verse 19. And yet, if thou want the wicked and turn him from his wicked way, not from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered yourself. So, you see, there are people who will not have rest in heaven. There are Lazarus, who is their friend, will be calling them, Bayo! Bayo! Oh, I see that you are, you are trying to eat me. Oh, you will not eat that food. You never spoke to me about Jesus. We still saw last Friday. We saw last Friday. You were rather telling me about the exam. You were telling me about this. Bayo! So, Bayo, he said, when everybody are dancing, and then, Bayo will not be able to rest in heaven. Because if Bayo had preached to this guy, you understand? Even after you have done your preaching, if the person now says no, God says you have done your own part. But there should be nobody around your life who you should never reach out to to bring to Christ. 
Look at what we prove it to you. Revelation chapter 21 verse 3. And I heard a great voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and will dwell with them. And they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them. And be their God. Verse 4. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. What is making people cry in heaven? I believe it's because they don't have peace anymore. When they are trying to sleep. Because the guy is in torment. The guy will just be mentioning, Ah, Jezebel, Why? Jezebel, you are my friend. You only talk about nails. You only talk about yes time. You only talk about this. But you never spoke to me about Jesus. Jezebel, may your name not be called from hell. Oh, I said may your name not be called from hell. May your name not be called from hell. You know, I'm sure they will be hearing this for the first time. When I moved to my house, I saw my neighbor. And I remember that day praying, Lord, Open the door of opportunity to me to witness. Open the door of opportunity for me to witness. Because I just moved into that neighborhood. But guess what? That day when I came down, I just went to buy, I think, send my son to buy a recharge card. And here was the wonderful woman who is my neighbor out. And I just, went, and do you know what he said to me? Pastor, you're not going to invite me to church. Me, I have prayed upstairs. Coming down. I said, Pastor, won't you invite me to church? I said, what thing I did do? We are will not invite you to church. Today, the father, the husband is here, the wife is here, and the daughter are here. Please wave your hands to me, sirs. Wait, I think they are there, they are there, they are there. Hallelujah. You see, if you are not touching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ, you are wasting investment of God on your life. You are an investment of God. You must bring return. You must say thank you. So in this season of evangelism, I want us to return back to our first law where we fulfill the great commission. I want you to determine that not on your friend, you will not be responsible for the blood of any of your friends. Those your neighbor who have been saying, I do have one, please pray for us. So now you are going to every morning when you are now going to wake up, when you wake up, you'll be praying for them. You'll be praying for them. When you are going to church, say, ah, uh, pray for us. So, uh, yes, then you go back and pray for you. I'm praying for you. And you see, when you desire their salvation, God will make a way for you. Put your hands together for Jesus. Stand to your feet with me this morning. I want to talk to God this morning. I really want to talk to God and say, Father, I repent. I will not be a wasted investment in the hand of my God. Say, Father, I repent. I will not be a wasted investment. In the hands of my God. Can we lift up our voice as we pray? Just pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. I will not be a wasted investment. In the hands of my God. In the name of Jesus. In the Lift your voices and pray for yourself. 
Sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. You see, technically, if I decide not to minister today, now nobody can hold me. I have pastors who can do it. But because this week has been a major week where we're doing a lot of things together. So I believe that's one of the things that really affected me. But I told my wife, I said, no, we don't only serve God when we are strong or whatever whichever way you must always give yourself so the next time you you say that oh you are so tired you will not go to church god will remind you of the day you saw that even me i could have said i'm going to sleep make pastor ways to preach and um, just be there but no there are those who are far younger than me who cannot even hold microphone anymore with all this blessing god has given some of us when God looks at you. In fact, some people, God regrets that he saved their life. Because now, prayer, zero. Fasting, zero. Bible, they will wake up, go to work. They, some of you don't say good morning to God before you could say, before you even begin to press your Facebook. God is nothing to some of us. This is not how God wants us to live our lives. So today, I want us to go before God. Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing shall be added to you lift your voice and praise the father from today, from today i choose to put you first to put you in, first. My in my life i will sacrifice, I will sacrifice to, serve to serve you i will say thank you say by thank serving you with all that I have. Now lift your voice and rededicate yourself to God. It is time to say thank you to God. It is time to say thank you to God. Finally, I want to pray for any of your friends, maybe your family member, your loved ones, whoever is around you, your neighbor, that you know that they are not yet born again. They are in their house right now. They don't know Jesus. Now lift your voice and call their name and pray. Oh Lord, save our soul. Save his soul. You know these people. Maybe they are your children, whoever it is. You have people around your life, but they, they, are, they are far from God. They are far from God and lift your voice, call their names and begin to pray for them. Begin to pray for them. Begin to pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. Oh, everybody, let's lift our voice and pray. Let's lift our voices and pray. Maybe you let some of them in, in, the, in the house. Maybe some of them are your work colleagues, business colleagues. Wherever they are, mention their name. A woman, a man. Lord, I pray for them today. Save their soul, Lord. Save their soul, Lord. Save their soul, Lord. Give them an encounter that will lead to their salvation. Give them an encounter that will lead to their salvation. They will not perish. They will not go to hell. 
Use me to save them. Send people to their lives that will save them. Every friend, every loved one that I have that are not born again, I pray for them today. Lord, save their soul. Save their soul. Save their soul. Save their soul. Save their soul, Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Finally, I want you to say, Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of and Jesus, grace me, and grace me to be an effective soul winner. To be an effective soul winner. And grace me, and grace me to be an effective soul winner. To be an effective soul winner. From this day, I rise up. I rise to up to be a soul winner for God. Be a soul winner for Lift God. your voice and pray for us. Lord, and grace me, Lord, and grace me, Lord, to be an effective soul winner in the name of Jesus. From this day, Lord, I'm good. 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 i am Maybe you are watching online or you are here. You too. You know that you are not born again. You have not accepted Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior. The rich man thought it was a joke. So he lived his life the way he wanted to live. But by the time he realized that hell is not a joke, it was too late already. Everything he was saying, there was nothing that would bring him out. Because once you cross over, no more coming out. Once you cross over, no more coming out. Today, you have the opportunity to hear my voice. Online, in person, you have the opportunity to listen, to reconcile back to God. You don't want to be an enemy of God. Today, I want to pray for you. My sister, you can start again with God. My brother, 